0: Welcome to Skinny Trees Lift Health for All, the Well Mama edition. Join us for this limited series where we have conversations with a variety of experts and community leaders in the field of maternal and child health to discuss how to advance maternal health equity in Illinois. So, Dr. Simon is the George H. Gardner Professor of Clinical Gynecology. Vice Chair of Research in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at Northwestern University, Feinberg School of Medicine. She is also the founder and director of the Center for Health Equity Transformation and the Chicago Cancer Health Equity Collaborative. She serves as the Robert H. Lurie Comprehensive Cancer Center's Associate Director for Community Outreach and Engagement. She is an expert in implementation science, women's health across the lifespan, minority health, community engagement, and health equity. Dr. Simon has been recognized with numerous awards for her substantial contribution to excellence in health equity scholarship, women's health and mentorship, including her recent election to the National Academy of Medicine, the Association of American Physicians. She has received the Presidential Award in Excellence in Science, Mathematics, and Engineering Mentorship, and is a Presidential Leadership Scholar. She is a former member of the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force and serves on the NIH Office of Research and Women's Health Advisory Committee. Today, we will be discussing the OPTIMIZED study, which stands for Optimizing Patient Navigation for Perinatal Care with Dr. Simon. Welcome back, Dr. Simon, to the Skinny Trees
1: podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Kainia.
0: Yeah, of course. And yeah, my name is Kai, and I'm a medical and public health student at Northwestern University. And to start, um, Dr. Simon, can you first give us a brief overview of the Optimized
1: Study? Yes, of course. Um, The Optimized Study really was created on the premise that uh, in prenatal care, we really have never tested. Individual routine prenatal care that we give for the majority of pregnant and birthing persons uh, in this country. And um, it certainly is not serving all of our pregnant and birthing persons because we have such disparate maternal mortality and severe maternal morbidity outcomes across various population groups, especially Black and Indigenous um, pregnant and birthing persons. Um, and some Latino uh, Uh, groups as well, like Puerto Ricans. Um, So it's really important to understand all of the potential factors that contribute to um, these differences in maternal mortality outcomes and severe maternal morbidity in our country, because we have one of the wealthiest and most expensive healthcare systems in the world. And it's egregious that different groups would have different outcomes if you live in the same country. Your zip code and the color of your skin or the language you speak or anything else that's considered a difference should not determine whether or not you live or die uh, as a result of childbirth. Um, And so what this study does is really examine, can we improve prenatal care across the the beginning of pregnancy, through pregnancy, and then postpartum? And can we do it in a way that engenders trust, um, understanding that we have rampant distrust in the medical um, and healthcare and science Um, systems across our country, especially right now uh, in the pandemic, Um, and can we just improve the way the quality and consistency of perinatal care is delivered, uh, regardless of where it's delivered and regardless uh, to whom it's delivered to?
0: Thank you so much. And you mentioned that this study centers Black, Indigenous, and Hispanic pregnant and birthing individuals can you elaborate on the specific health disparities and unique challenges that um, those who identify with those groups face in regard to prenatal and postpartum care?
1: So specific um, health uh, disparities and unique challenges that um, black um uh, pregnant and birthing uh, individuals, as well as um, Indigenous and um, some Hispanic or Latino or Latina subgroups, uh, face uh, during pregnancy and postpartum are um, real uh, experience of racism, experience of discrimination, um, and experience of not necessarily feeling trusted or heard or valued in the healthcare system. And so really um, part of Optimize, which focuses on black pregnant and birthing individuals across various community health centers across Chicagoland area, um, is really about how can you um, retool some of the questions, the routine questions that we ask in regular prenatal care to help better engender and promote trust. Um, And that's a big challenge, right? Um, So we're working on what that would look like. The other part of barriers that um, these individuals face uh, that are unique uh, to uh, people of color um, are really about um, feeling heard, um, understanding what is... Uh, What are the questions that you can ask um, or should ask? during any perinatal care visit, whether it's pre, um, uh, pre-birth or during birth or postpartum, uh, making sure that, um, patients are uh, that pregnant and birthing individuals are heard, um, with respect to feeling supported. Um, some individuals, uh, may choose to have a doula or some other, uh, birthing support person with them. So those are the kinds of things we are um, addressing in this study. One other thing that we are addressing in this study is the quality and consistency of perinatal care uh, given to all uh, pregnant and birthing individuals. So in order to do that, we have uh, looked at the routine checklist that we usually give um, in prenatal care and seeing if we can actually distill that checklist into um a series of of, um, items that can be spaced out in a more appropriate cadence throughout the prenatal care and postpartum periods, Um, understanding that the postpartum period actually is up to one year postpartum. And that's really critical because in maternal mortality um, and morbidity, bad things can happen as a result of pregnancy all the way up through one year postpartum.
0: So, as part of the study, you interviewed patients to get their perspective regarding their care experiences. What were the key themes that emerged from those interviews?
1: Um, key themes included uh, really wanting to feel heard in in a perinatal care visit or during the birthing experience or postpartum. Um, really. Um, Feeling the importance of trusting their care team for, on behalf of the the patient, uh, or the pregnant and birthing individual. Um, those were really key things. Um, and uh, once that trust was established, then there was you know openness and willingness to engage and 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 being excited about being pregnant and experiencing the whole trajectory of perinatal care through the postpartum period but support and trust um, and feeling heard are really important concepts that came out through these interviews. On the, um, we also interviewed uh, healthcare providers from the OB care teams um, and, and they needed more guidance and help on, they wanted more guidance and help on how best to support um, all kinds of pregnant and birthing individuals, especially um, ones who are black or from diverse backgrounds. And so having uh, a tool of the sort or a checklist to help guide them and some structured questions up front um, were were key things that came out in these interviews. Also, the spacing and the timing of perinatal care um, may be better enhanced, uh, we found, with um, perhaps changing the cadence or the timing of the visits and then making sure like instead of the first prenatal visit being loaded with an hour's worth of material sometimes. There's a lot of things that happen in that first prenatal visit. Could it be divided into two visits instead? Which sounds very reasonable because there's a lot of things you learn in your first prenatal care visit when you're pregnant. Um, And also in the postpartum time, uh, really uh, thinking about how to space out a postpartum visit. Why does the postpartum visit have to be at six weeks after your birth? Why can't it be at two weeks for a safety check or just a check-in, and it could be um, Zoom-based, or a call, a phone call, um, or a telehealth visit, um, which are much more common now uh, during COVID pandemic than they used to be, and then have a in-person visit around six weeks to just make sure your body's healing well and, and to answer any questions, et cetera.
0: And speaking of trust, I noticed that one of the objectives of the study was establishing and maintaining trust. Can you elaborate on the historical perspectives that led to this mistrust in the healthcare community?
1: Absolutely. Um, We in the healthcare community and in the science community have earned distrust um, over the Centuries, we have egregiously experimented, especially on uh, black people um, and slaves, Uh, specifically Marion Sims, who was so-called the founder of modern gynecology, um, experimented on slaves. Um, with respect to uh, vesicovaginal fistula repair without anesthesia and without their permission. And that's egregious. Um, there have been many other uh, instances of gross mishandling of, of tissue from people um, and use of tissue without. Um, without permission, such as in, at Hopkins with the Henrietta Lacks case and all the, the numerous billions of dollars made on those HeLa cells from her cervical cancer um, with that were harnessed without her permission. Um, in the 1950s, our modern birth control pill, was tested in Puerto Rico um, on uh, Puerto Rican women who didn't know they were participating in a birth control pill pot trial. Um, fast forward uh, to uh, forced hysterectomies um, in, the, in 2020 in, in ICE detention centers. So all of these very egregious um, instances of science and medicine and healthcare delivery practices Have earned us terrible distrust. And we are going, we, and I mean we as in physicians, healthcare clinicians, um, and scientists need to work very, very hard to earn that trust back. And so, optimize is a way um, of trying to not only retool and think about how we can center routine perinatal care on Black pregnant and birthing individuals, but it's also a way to, can we create um, a series of questions that that healthcare providers can actually learn from and incorporate into their routine practice to help engender trust? you know, how many times you actually, I've been pregnant four times. I have four children. Um, No one ever asked me up front, what are your, your hopes and dreams for this pregnancy? Um, What do you fear most about this pregnancy? What, what could, what do you see as some of the challenges and how can we um, help You with those challenges. No, no one takes the time to do that because we're so as a clinician, we're so like into the timing and and getting through a clinical care visit in 15 minutes um, because we have many other patients uh, to see, but no one stops, pauses, and takes the time to actually ask questions that could help engender trust and promote trust um, in a patient uh, clinical care team relationship.
0: Thank you so much for that answer. And um, you went into my next question a little actually, but could you elaborate on the ways that the optimized study is seeking to establish trust in the healthcare
1: community? Absolutely. I think um, it's not only through the questions that I just mentioned, but it's also about working directly side by side with several community health centers across the Chicagoland area, including um, the Access uh, Clinical um, Care Network clinics and also Alliance Chicago clinics as well and community health centers and it is absolutely critical to have community health centers leaders and clinicians at the table helping to design this study along with pregnant and birthing individuals so it's a team i believe science and improve that in that seeks to innovate healthcare delivery is a team sport we cannot assume that just because I'm one obstetrician gynecologist and I'm also a scientist, that I know the answer to make prenatal care better for Black pregnant and birthing individuals or for anyone for that matter. I need to seek perspectives from a wide variety of people, including Black pregnant and birthing individuals and their healthcare team providers and local community organizations that support Um, black pregnant and birthing individuals, along with community health centers that support them as well. And so there is representation across the board, across all of those stakeholders in this study and in all of my studies. That's the way we approach science um, because that's how you improve trust. That's how you improve healthcare delivery. And that's how you get better output ultimately with any study. And I also observed that the optimized
0: study focuses on maternal health needs of Black pregnant and birthing persons. Can you elaborate on the importance of mental health interventions in prenatal and postpartum
1: care? Mental health is super critical. It's always been critical um, part of any health care. Your physical health, your mental health, um, and just your vitality are super critical to your day-to-day ability to thrive. Because ultimately in healthcare, my job and my goal is to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to thrive. Um, and, and that means we must address mental health as part of this. Um, and it is even more important right now in this time, coming through the pandemic, as we move forward out of the pandemic, we need to address the Enormous amount of mental health, burnout, exhaustion, uh, fatigue, um, feeling just not well right now, um, and feeling a lack of support and love. um, And, and this Optimize a study is also a way to do that. Um, When you start to help healthcare team members realize just how critical mental health is part of the perinatal care and postpartum care um, trajectory, and that you help coach healthcare providers um, to better engender and promote trust. Um, you start to realize that you are helping to take care of the whole patient or the whole pregnant and birthing individual as a human. Um, And that to me is the way that you start to to help promote the communication around mental health, about the need to um, support any mental health um, concerns, um, and just to help that pa- that person thrive throughout pregnancy and postpartum period, because ultimately that will help make their new family or their family thrive too. Of
0: course, thanks so much for that answering for emphasizing mental health in this study. That's really important. And you touched on this a bit before, but the Optimize study includes various healthcare professionals specifically patient navigators. And can you explain the role of a patient navigator and how they will be involved in patient care?
1: Patient navigators are really built on the model of promotoras de salud from Latin America um, or community health workers. Basically a patient navigator is um, someone who is comfortable navigating the healthcare system, comfortable communicating with members of their own community, but also with a healthcare team. And they help bridge that communication. Um, Patient navigators help support um, specifically, in this case, pregnant and birthing individuals with reminders, with answering any questions, with helping them find more health education or information around a particular topic. Um, they help make sure they're on track and, and they're kind of like a cheerleader. Um, and it helps support mental and physical well being. And again, going towards that goal of feeling supported, bridging trust and really trying to help that pregnant and birthing person thrive, and that's really critical. So we're hoping that that embedded part of um, patient navigation in this study, along with the checklist and the trust questions, will help um, ultimately uh, promote better outcomes for pregnant and birthing individuals, especially those who are identify as Black.
0: And how can patients access patient navigation outside of the OPTIMIZED study?
1: At the moment, patient navigation is not considered standard of care for perinatal care. We're trying to make that the case. Um, what we do have right now in this country are um, home visiting programs in some parts of the country, Um doula care, which there are some volunteer uh, doula organizations, including one in the Chicagoland area. Um, But there are more and more um, programs that are popping up across the country that avail some kind of a support person to a pregnant and birthing individual. Um, And that could include a doula. It could include patient navigator or a community health worker. Um, So uh, that would be my advice if there, if people are trying to access some kind of a support person during their um, pregnancy and postpartum experiences.
0: So thank you so much, Dr. Simon. This concludes our discussion on the optimized study and also the maternal health limited podcast series. And to close, we just were wondering, Dr. Simon, if you can um, speak a little bit about the objectives of this podcast series and also its intended reach.
1: Thank you, thank you again for having me. Um, The intended reach of this podcast series is really anyone who is uh, considering pregnancy um, or is currently pregnant or postpartum or who is a support person for a pregnant or birthing individual, um, or who is a caregiver or care provider to a healthcare provider to a pregnant and birthing individual. We also hope that community organizations access this, um, as well as people who are building policies, um, such as the Momnibus, uh, the set of legislation that's currently in Congress right now that um, was led by the Black Maternal Health Caucus as spearheaded by um, one of our Illinois Congress people, Lauren Underwood, uh, out of many other people who helped her get that um so far along the pipeline. So hopefully those pieces of legislation will be passed soon. Um, the objectives of the podcast series are really to, to look under the hood of the car, and, so to speak, and to really look at different facets of maternal health and healthcare and where it could go wrong with respect to advantaging some populations and disadvantaging others. And what we are trying to do is to expose some of the inequities that exist and also some of the resources that could help overcome some of these inequities. And to give good, accurate health information to pregnant and birthing individuals and and those who care for pregnant and birthing individuals, um, such as on nutrition and breastfeeding um, and patient navigation support um, and other things that you'll find in this podcast series uh, to just to help avail information. Because right now um, we are in a place where there are many areas of the internet that have Disinformation or misinformation. And so, my goal um, in life is to make sure that people have accurate health information so that they can use it to their benefit.
0: The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions of the following entities. National Institutes of Health, the National Cancer Institute, Northwestern University, Northwestern Medicine, Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine, the Robert H. Lurie Comprehensive Cancer Center, the Institute for Public Health and Medicine, University of Illinois at Chicago, and Northeastern Illinois University. Skinny Trees is proudly produced and edited in the Center for Health Equity Transformation led by Dr. Melissa Simon at Northwestern University. Dr. Simon is a member of the United States Preventive Services Task Force, USPSTF. This podcast does not necessarily represent the views and policies of the USPSTF. Due to the social nature of this podcast, the content used might be copyrighted by another entity or person. This podcast claims no copyright to said content.